Welcome to the Smart Industry Podcast, Remaking Industry, where we dive deep into the tools, techniques, and technologies that are accelerating digital transformation. All right. Hi, my name is Chris McNamara, Editor-in-Chief with Smart Industry. Um, Today, we're looking at uh, interesting stuff, tech wars and hyperscalers, and we're looking at um, kind of changes in the approach to cloud computing. Um, this is predicated on um, recent um, earnings announcements from big cl- uh, players in the cloud space, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, um, announcing uh, huge gains. Uh, simultaneously, a recent survey by Software AG uh, indicated that about 64% of businesses are using hybrid integration to bring the best out of the uh, public and private cloud. And I know that's a, a common concept for a lot of us, but um, there's probably a lot of gaps in our knowledge about um, what we're doing uh, in that respect. So today we're going to connect with Sanjay Brahmawar, Chief Executive Officer and Chairman of the Software AG Management Board. He is with Software AG. We're going to touch on that survey they did. We're going to talk about uh, hybrid cloud environments, uh, winning the tech wars, and um, partnering with hyperscalers. Uh, Sanjay, how are you? I'm doing very well, Chris, and thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us here. This is interesting stuff. I'm excited to dive into it. Uh, before we do that, uh, give me a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do. Listen, Chris, um, look, I, I was born in India. I have, I'm a Belgian, and I have been living in Europe for a very long time. I'm currently serving, as you said, as the CEO of Software AG. But prior to coming to Software AG, I worked with IBM for 16 years. Um, you know, and uh, and you know, and have been working in technology space for for quite a long time. And my last role was really working on Watson Internet of Things with IBM before I came over to Software AG. Okay, excellent. And real quick, Software AG, what's the focus? You know, we're a company that is really helping our customers become truly connected enterprise. And and today, if you think about the world that we live in, we all live in, and you you talked about hybrid, but actually most companies have very distributed architectures and their data is in very different places and a lot of it is in silos. And so what we are helping companies do is to bring this data and be able to tap into that data. In some ways, our technology is sort of a glue to help move data around and to be able to make data accessible to the business in a very simple and self-serve way, you know? So that, that's what we call truly connected enterprise and how companies can become more digital. Excellent, yeah, as, as we all produce more data, it's a good thing, we're gaining incredible insights, but it makes everything much more complicated, so um, good stuff. Let's, let's kind of um, frame the discussion here. How do you define a hybrid cloud environment? What does that mean to you? Look, I mean, you know, I think um, I think we're all used to, you know, terminologies around, you know, cloud and everybody starts thinking about cloud. But what people don't realize is that there are different variations of cloud. So, you know, um, the old world is where where people had everything or organizations have everything or their applications and database stored on prem. And now the opportunity you know, exists to be able to leverage cloud, both in the form of a private cloud or a public cloud. Right. So this combination, this, this sort of a situation where you can manage workloads, and when I say workloads, I mean you know, applications or databases, either on-prem, on a private cloud or a public cloud, and, and carry through your, your, your organization in that state, that's, what we, that's what's called hybrid cloud. Okay. And, and t- let's talk about what this approach enables, who's most suited for it, uh, who can most benefit from this strategy. 
Yeah, look, I mean, I think most organizations are not, um, you know, greenfield. They're all, they all have, uh, have been in operation for a long period of time and, right. and have a situation where, you know, they, they all have on-prem on infrastructure or have started their journey into cloud. And so, you know, this, this terminology of hybrid is relevant for almost all of those organizations that are on the journey, number one. Number two, also, there is, you know, not everything is... Is, is relevant to be on public cloud or on private cloud. And so therefore there is a combination, maybe for some, some reasons like security or for some reasons around latency, et cetera, that there is a combination that is also essential. So therefore I think it is in, in the current situation, it's kind of almost relevant to most organizations unless you're just uh, born on the cloud kind of set up and you only started all your operations just on cloud. Right. And, and what's spurring this growth, this increased awareness of this approach or this increased adoption? Um, what is prompting that? And, you know, uh, when I speak with solution providers, oftentimes I am always interested in gauging how much of a role of an educator they have to play. Um, you know, to what degree do you have to educate audiences about the opportunities available with this approach and, and what's prompting this um, increased awareness and adoption? You know, Chris, I would say, I think in some ways the pandemic has been an ex a, a, been a crazy accelerator, right? Oh, sure. It's almost, it's almost the, the pandemic. It's almost like um, it's it's almost like it's been a wake up call to to organizations. Uh, if you've got to have all your people work uh, remote, be able to access um, um, your data, be able to perform the company's operations from a remote location, you've got to be able to leverage cloud. Um, if you're not able to do that, it's, it's, it becomes a crazy bottleneck and also creates a lot of, um, you know, in some ways you're not competitive enough in the market. So, so I think while we were prior to the pandemic, probably there was a lot of work going on in terms of educating the advantages of using cloud. Yeah. I think the pandemic has been a big accelerator. The other thing is uh, companies are clearly realizing that, you know, cloud allows them benefits of scalability, agility, being able to develop things in a fast and, and agile way. So combining that capability of cloud with their you know, existing on-prem capabilities is very beneficial for them for their operations, both in operational efficiency, but also in terms of creating innovation and being able to differentiate themselves. Yeah, boy, it's it's boy across the board, and, and you know, obviously the pandemic uh, was and continues to be a, a very challenging um, experience for all of us. And um, I hate to use the word "silver lining," but it really has, in in terms of this world of digital transformation, it really has accelerated adoption of so many of these concepts. Indeed, indeed. Um, let's talk about that survey. 64% um, of businesses are using um, hybrid cloud integration to capitalize on this public-private approach. What does that tell you? Um, and do you, would you, if you surveyed people again a year from now, would you find that number to be increasing? What do you learn from that information? Well, I think the speed at which hybrid integration is is growing is 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 phenomenal, you know. And uh, and I do I do think that next year, if we do the survey, uh, it will be a much higher percentage. But but what we see now is that you know these kind of hybrid integration solutions are now commonplace in organizations. Yeah. Um, and all, almost all organizations have to use hybrid integration. Otherwise, you know, data will be in silos and data in silos, as we know, doesn't allow any insights. And without insights, obviously, businesses cannot, cannot uh, drive faster decisions or be able to respond to customers or even offer connected experiences to their customers. So, so that's kind of sort of um, why, why this is being driven. The other thing is, 
it's also the nature of these hybrid integration solutions is, has changed a lot, Chris. We have moved away from clunky capabilities where you need a lot of implementation support. <laughs> you know, you have to do massive projects to be able to bring these, these integration solutions in to yeah. something that we call self-serve, you know, integration as a service. So today, to be able to use our API management or our hybrid integration uh, or our IoT solutions is literally self-serve mode. Customers can, can just you know, start, start and start consuming. They don't have to sign up to big license agreements. The user interfaces and the abilities are self-learning and, and self-accessing uh, for the business. So this is another thing that has changed and has also accelerated the adoption. Yeah, the easier you make it, the quicker it'll be adopted. Um, and let's talk about that that um, note about the um, the growth with providers, uh, Google, Amazon, Microsoft. What does that tell you? Do, uh, you know, is it just is it as simple as you know their growth represents the the growth of the of the larger uh, adoption awareness, or is it is it um, telling in another respect? Well, you know, I think. <clears throat> I think the, uh, the cloud players or the hyperscalers, as we call them, you know, in, 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 in the hyperscalers, you've got to think about, I, the one thing I would say is you've got to think about hyperscalers as the Western hyperscalers and also the Eastern hyperscalers. And I'll talk a little bit about why, why I mentioned that, because yeah. on the Western side, you've got, you've got Google, Microsoft, and um, AWS, right? So, uh, so Azure, AWS, and Google. On the other side, on the Eastern clouds, you've got Alibaba, Tencent, and Baidu also. So we've got we've got to think of, and then these these um, companies are growing rapidly because of all the topics you just we we have just discussed, right? The accessibility, the scalability, the cost economics, um, the the ease of ease of access, and the ability to start fast and up up upscale or downscale as based on your consumption. All yeah. of those, things. and of course, you know. Cloud is now coming is very intelligent with so much abilities to build on and develop a tools, etc. So it also makes the job of the companies much easier. Um, so all of these things combined, you know, is leading to the growth that we see that Azure and AWS are demonstrating. Right. What, what is very interesting is <clears throat> customers eventually, even if they sign up with uh, the hyperscalers, have to migrate their workloads from their on-prem onto the cloud. And that is a complicated, um, complicated exercise. And why I say that is because today on the on-prem, Chris, they have a spaghetti. It, it, it may be a spaghetti, but it works. Yeah. And now if you take some pieces out of that spaghetti and you move some of them onto cloud or you start using some cloud-based applications like Salesforce, Workday, whatever, you've got to make sure that through the hybrid situation and as you do the migration, everything works. And, that, and, and that's where, you know, someone like Software AG comes in and we help with this migration and we help with the consumption of the cloud capabilities. That's why our partnership with the hyperscalers is very strong because we are helping them and helping customers like Walgreen Boots, which is a very big customer of ours, joint customer at Microsoft, and we're helping them, you know, transform and shift their workloads from on-prem onto cloud. So, so that's kind yeah. of sort of what we're Yeah, I've never, I've never heard that analogy before. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, let's talk, uh, some of the terminology in your world is, uh, you talk about tech wars. What do you mean by tech wars going on and what's the key to, um, to, to, you know, winning the tech wars? Well, you know, I, I've been, uh, I've been talking a little bit about this and, and I call it the digital iron curtain. And the thing is, um, there is this, um, you know, rise of platforms or let's say cloud platforms from East and West. 
And where the challenge arises is, um, is for organizations that have to operate in a global way. So if you think about, um, you know, customers that have China as their, as, as either the big market or one of their big markets, and then of course operate heavily in the US, they need to be able to navigate both of these Eastern and Western clouds. Yeah. <laughs> so we see this tech war, it's, um, it's, not, it's not a war that's going to subside or go away. In fact, it will continue in some ways in a healthy way, but also in some ways this creates the, the kind of uh, challenge for global companies. How do they navigate both this? Uh, and, and I think that creates a great opportunity for, um, for a company like us, Software AG, where we are able to offer an independent thin layer that can sit right on top of any cloud. And, and as, as we move to the future, you know, my view anyway is that cloud will become just like electricity. It, it will be an intelligent commodity, but it will be a commodity. And, and therefore, you know, you do need to have the ability to be able to switch and use multiple cloud. And multi-cloud is going to be the norm. And therefore, organizations have to avoid that they get locked into only one provider or one cloud and right. that they keep themselves open, you know. Yeah, particularly as, as operations scale and as enterprises become global. Boy, cloud will become like electricity. What an interesting concept. Ubiquity, <laughs> ubiquity of it, yeah. Um, last question for you, Sanjay. Um, let's talk about the near future of, of this hybrid cloud tactic and public-private public, private approach. What most exciting, well, you know, the front end, what's the greatest challenge you see facing, facing us in this respect in the coming year or two? And what, uh, what opportunities there most excite you in the near future? You know, I think, I think the biggest challenge is, um, is actually the change that needs to happen in organizations, Chris, you know, and I think, I think there's too much talk about just technology and there is less understanding that your ways of working have to change. When you shift to cloud, when you adopt um, and go more digital, your ways of working change. You know, your interactions and the, and the way you, you manage your operations, a lot of that changes. And I think the biggest challenge is that companies are not focusing enough on that change management and that aspect around their processes and the ways of working. So, so that I see as a big challenge because just adopting new technology and cloud will not really help companies become truly digital. So that's sure. kind of one thing on the challenge side. Yeah. I think what really excites me is, is, is just the immense opportunities that open up for companies that do take the step for digital. I mean, think about it. Uh, we have a customer, Eppendorf in, in Germany, it's the world's leading um, uh, med tech providing lab testing equipment to, to um, across the globe. Mm -hmm. And for them to be able to have all their equipment in the field connected through our IoT platform, be able to collect that data, combine that with their maintenance data, with the customer interaction data, and be able to offer a very rich customer experience, very rich, experience like the Apple iPhone experience or the Tesla experience to their customers. That is what really excites me. The fact that this doesn't need to be only an iPhone experience anymore. I mean, one customer asked me a very interesting question. He said, Sanjay, why is it that the B2C experience cannot be brought into the B2B world? Why is the experience I get on my iPhone not the same experience I get with enterprise software? Yeah. And that's, that's fantastic, isn't it? That's exactly what it should be. Enterprise software, enterprise engagement, using cloud, using these capabilities should be so intuitive and so uh, self-serving, just like the way we use our iPhones. And yeah. that excites me. That, that is an awesome opportunity. Yeah. And as, and as particularly younger workforces enter these, these roles, they're going to expect that. They're going to say, 
you know, I had the ease of use with my cell phone or the, the inter interactive devices I have throughout my home. Why do I have to take a step back when I come into the workplace? That's not going to suit me. Absolutely. You know, I mean, to, I think, the, you know, the, the days of going and learn, doing software courses to learn how to use technology and all those are gone. You know? Yeah. Um, the gen, today's generation is self-learning. They, they just want to get out and use it and they will discover their ways around it. Amen. I love it. Sanjay Brahmawar with Software AG. Thank you for joining us today, sharing your insights. Very interesting stuff. I enjoyed the conversation, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and to our listeners, as always, we remind everyone to go out and make it a smart day.